John Gormley. Greetings. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Approaching. Do we do the Ides of November? Oh, we could. Mid-November. Tomorrow. Gosh, already. And yes, for those of you who wonder, am I doing a countdown? Well, not really. But I guess the countdown is coming. My final show is a week this Friday after... uh, announcing last week to the surprise of many after 25 years at the helm and the experience of my life uh, i'm not retiring as much as i'm simply stepping aside have some law to practice some things to do some family to visit a woman i love i want to do some traveling with and a few other things ahead so yes the countdown this week and then next and uh, that's it that's a wrap on this chapter and then monday the 27th of november The Evan Bray Show begins. The great former police chief city of Regina takes the helm here. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to do today. Uh, Rachel Greenspan, a Jewish woman in New York who also advises on social media, talks a little bit later about the pressure on people, whether Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, to say something about the Israel-Hamas war. We'll talk about how that has worked or not worked for you. Also, Todd Bryden checks in. Saskatchewan, long-awaited, we get physician assistance. What's it going to look like in your doctor's office? We'll chat with Todd. And our buddy Rob Van Stone, a brand new book. Usually he writes football. This one is called Brave Face, Wild Tales of Hockey Goaltenders in the Era Before Masks. You might remember that era uh, long past as it is. Well, as we begin this morning, uh, a lot of us ever since the 7th of October and the terrorists from Hamas attacking into 22 different locations uh, across Israel, uh, murdering 1,400 people, the declaration of war now, uh, the bombardment, the incursions on the ground into Gaza to not just repel Hamas, but to destroy it. What is it like on the ground in Israel? Uh, You know that in Israel there is a form of compulsory military service. Most Israelis have done some time in the Army, the Air Force. Uh, We met a woman a couple of years ago now, Tamar Yona. Uh, She hosts a radio talk show. Uh, She's based in Jerusalem, Israel News Talk Radio. She's the managing director and the host of the Tamar Yona Show. Uh, She has two sons presently fighting in Gaza. She herself has been uh, involved in the Israeli Air Force over the years. And uh, when we want to get a sense of the pulse and what's happening in Israel, Tamar Yona is a great start. And we find her in in Jerusalem today. Uh, Tamar, welcome back to Western Canada, and thank you so much for taking our call. Shalom, John. It's great to speak with you. Tell me about where you are, of course, in Jerusalem, uh, in the West Bank. As you look across uh, your country, you look across to Gaza, what's the sense among many Israelis as this has now gone on over a month? Well... The spirit of Israel right now is very, very high in our sense of righteousness in fighting this evil entity, the Hamas, which are like the ISIS on steroids. Uh, they have been breaking ceasefire upon ceasefire with Israel. And this last one, I want to just remind everybody that we had a ceasefire with Hamas on October 6th. It was on October 7th that they decided to come in and make this 
horrible attack against civilians, against men, women, children, babies, raping, pillaging, burning people alive, uh, the most horrid things you can think of, and, of course, kidnapping our civilians from elderly people in their 80s who are on medicines to little babies that are newborn, taking them in to Gaza, holding them as uh, human shields next to their own people that they're holding as human shields. And Israel now has to go in and free our kidnapped people. We have around uh, 239 civilians being held by the Hamas, and we want them back, and we want to destroy this evil ISIS entity. So as far as the world outside of Israel, there's always a competing set of narratives. And you point out that it's often in North America uh, some of the strongest comments against Israel come, some of them from alleged friends of Israel. So how do you speak to a North American audience about the Palestinian territories, about the people who are being displaced, yet at the same time, the campaign to get rid of Hamas altogether? You know, we have right now several towns in the south of the country of Israel and the north of the country that have had to be evacuated because the Hamas continues, even today, as we're speaking, even today, they are long... uh, They are throwing, uh, launching missiles against Israel, rockets and missiles against our innocent men, women, and children. And they cannot stay in their homes anymore, so they've had to flee. They're homeless people. We have over 130,000 people who don't have, who cannot stay in their homes anymore because their communities are being targeted by the Hamas. They are civilians. They are not army people. And I want to say also, that uh, you're saying that people may not understand who are living in the West, in the, in the United States, in Canada, etc. You have to understand that when we were attacked on October 7th, there were approximately 1,400 people who were murdered. That's like 54,000 Americans were murdered in one day. This is a 9-11 times 12 or 13 times. This would be like 6,500 or so Canadians killed in one day, tortured, raped, burned alive, and then have Canadian citizens kidnapped. Of course, Israel cannot tolerate such an evil. And I want to remind everybody that the Islamic extremists like the Hamas, like the ISIS, like the Al-Qaeda, they say, first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. That's the Christians. First, the little Satan, Israel, and then the big Satan, America. Tamar Yona with us in Jerusalem this morning. Tell me about your sons. What are they doing? My sons, I have one who's a paratrooper. He is a reservist. My sons already are, are, are already after their uh, mandatory Army service. My youngest is around 26 years old, and he's in another uh, battalion, and they're fighting in Gaza. And I have to thank the good Lord that the Israeli army, who is, we don't look at them as the army, we look at them as our children, 
They are going in there and they are uh, doing their job and they have uh, taken out a lot of the terrorists, but they are in a lot of danger because the terrorists do war crimes and they store their missiles and their rockets and their ammunition and their headquarters in hospitals, in schools, even in or near United Nations bases. So they're hoping that Israel will be too uh, cowardly to t- attack there because of the bad press. And we are getting bad press, but we have no other choice. This is the Hamas who has done this, so they are endangering their own citizens. And a lot of people are seeing pictures of Arabs in Gaza who have been hurt or killed in some of the attacks that Israel's had to do, but they should know that Israel drops down uh, flyers from the sky and even calls uh, families there and tells them that they need to go out of their homes, they need to flee because this is now a military zone because the Hamas is based there. And therefore, it's going to be attacked, and they're urging the civilians to leave and go south so they don't, so they, so they are not hurt. But what happens is, is that the Hamas often shoots its own people and makes them too afraid to leave. And this is what we're seeing. Some of these civilians stay behind, and some of them are killed. But I want people to also realize that some of the pictures and videos that they're seeing are not even taking place in Gaza. They're older videos of what the Arabs did to Arabs in Syria, in the Syrian civil war. In the uh, four-hour daily pauses that began late last week, are those still going on, and is that a balance to allow some humanitarian aid to get in? Israel, uh, actually, I think it was yesterday or the day before, delivered fuel to one of the hospitals that said that they didn't have any more fuel to keep their electricity going. And uh, this, of course, is not reported by the Hamas. And unfortunately, the mainstream media only takes the narrative of the Hamas. Also, the numbers that they claim that that, uh, thousands of children were killed and that uh, I think they're up to 11,000 people uh, that were killed by Israeli bombing, I wouldn't believe those numbers. They come from a criminal organization, and of course they're going to try to sway public, public opinion for them. But, but is the daily pause something that you can live with? You can accept? Most Israelis, not all, but most Israelis believe that we need to go in and finish the job as quickly as possible. It'll be safer that way, not only for Israelis, but also for any civilians in Gaza that don't want to have any part of uh, the, the war. And uh, I agree. I think that we need to go in very heavily because they're talking all the time about humanitarian aid and humanitarian needs, but nobody talks about the Israeli hostages, 239 men, women, children, and babies that are not even visited by the Red Cross. We don't even know if some are alive, some are dead, what conditions they're being held in, if they're being fed, etc. We know nothing about our kidnapped. The Red Cross, for some reason, when it comes, I'm sad to say this, when it comes to Israel and the Jewish people, they're just not there for us. We have no idea what's going on with our humanitarian needs.
to Mariona in Jerusalem, radio talk show host. Thank you for checking in. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk again. Thank you so much, John, and God bless your listeners. And remember, uh, you know, the Hamas uh, supporters are marching down your streets in Montreal, in Toronto, in Saskatchewan, and all over the world, and you're next. So please support Israel. Those who support Israel will be blessed. And we know that from the Bible. Thank you so much, John. Thank you to all your listeners. To Mariona joining us in Jerusalem. So it is a very tense time. And as you look now, uh, six weeks into the declaration of war against Hamas. You know, it's interesting. You talk to people, uh, particularly uh, who talk about what the narrative is. And, uh, you know, there's been some good stuff. John Iveson wrote a great piece uh, today on Canada's mangling through the messaging of our global affairs minister, uh, uh, Madame Jolie, who is just, uh, her exercise at the UN last week was embarrassing, but he said Canada starts on the right message by defending Israel and Israel's right to exist and right to defend itself, but then we start equivocating, we start contextualizing what's going on. We'll talk more about this through the day today, but there are many other stories ahead, uh, including the carbon tax and should all home heating be exempt from the carbon tax in Canada? A new survey out from Abacus Data with some pretty interesting responses, even in the liberal heartland, in Ontario, in other pockets of the country. We'll talk more about that. And of course, Anything on your mind today? Hospital overcrowding, latest St. Paul's Hospital in Saskatoon, very troubling reports, and a government response scheduled for today. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.